Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Explore together with you um, just what is spiritual friendship? What is Kalyanamita? How's this? Um, that term Kalyanamita, it, it's not it's not an accident that these groups are called Kalyanamita groups and wanted to explore just what Kalyanamita is. Um, <clears throat> as perhaps you know, but I wanted to talk a little bit from a Dharma background. Let me see. I've got a lot to do with this. So I'll just kind of condense it and just come off. Um, Kalyana Mita. As I said before, the word Mita is um, related to Metta, or loving kindness, uh, or uh, Mitra in Sanskrit, or Maitri, all the same root, about friendliness. And so, Mita is friend, Kalyana is spiritual friend. So, a Kalyana Mita group is a, a spiritual friends group. And this is a term that's, that's used, particularly in the Theravadan tradition, to talk about um, the relationship that we have with each other uh, to... Um, have that third refuge, refuge in the Sangha, really flourish. Uh, And even teachers, uh, no matter if they're uh, great masters or or relatively new, uh, they are spoken of as spiritual friends, not as... You know, unless they're a fully enlightened being, then they're talked of as an arhat or a, you know, a, a once returner or a non Everybody else, we're just all spiritual friends. We're helping each other on the path. Uh, and this is to support this refuge of sangha. The word refuge, it's a really beautiful word. Refuge can mean support, or comfort, or a place of safety, where in that refuge, the best in you can shine through. So when we hear refuge in the Buddha, we're talking about the place inside of us, not just the historical figure, but the, the refuge that you are the Buddha inside. The Buddha said, I, I, he, he taught because everybody has this capacity to wake up as he did and to take refuge in that first refuge and refuge in the Dharma, the, the truth of how things are, the way that it's supported is through spiritual friendship, that we don't have to do this alone. We don't do it alone. It's very rare that one does it alone. That's, uh, there's this uh, concept of Pachyeka Buddha, a self-enlightened Buddha, which is extremely rare, where you don't get or need the support of, of friends. He said we need each other, as 
I'm sure most of you are familiar with the famous line where Ananda says, it seems that having good friends is half of the holy life, and the Buddha says, not so. It's the whole of the holy life. Mm. So, Sangha is this, is really what Kalyanamita is is all about. And the way I think of it is that we're helping each other become more conscious. That's it. We're just helping each other become more conscious. And it's different than, say, we talked before about the difference between Dharma talk or just talk, that having a spiritual friend is another dimension than just having a good friend, as wonderful as that is. When you have a spiritual friend, then you're in it to help each other wake up. This is, uh, I've been with my wife for now going on 34 years, and we were married 32 years ago. And in in our vows, and this is in, whenever I do a a wedding ceremony, which I I love doing for people that I know and and friends, um, I, I say these vows that, we are in this relationship. This relationship is a vehicle for us to help develop trust, respect, understanding, and love. And that third thing in the relationship makes, makes it such that I'm not looking to you to have all of my needs met or you to have all of you, uh, looking to me to, have, to meet all your needs. We're here for this third thing that we so value the truth. We love the truth so that we can support each other in that. <clears throat> uh, the Buddha, in uh, he has one discourse in uh, this. Uh, there's a, I don't know if they have this group, this book in in the uh, uh, in the bookstore. Uh, this is from the Digha Nikaya, Digha, D-I-G-H-A. Digha Nikaya means the, the uh, long discourses. And there's this one discourse that the Buddha gives uh, advice to lay people called the Sigala Sutta, S-I-G-A-L-A, about all different kinds of relationships in, uh, in, lay, uh, in lay life. And he has a whole section on what good friends are. And I'll... I'll share with you just a little bit. It gets, uh, it, it, there's a lot that he says, but he says, um, there, are, um, there are four types who can be seen as loyal friends. And each of these, he then goes into, there's four aspects of each of them, but there is the friend who is a helper who helps you in good times and in bad. There's a a friend who is the same in happy and 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 unhappy times. A friend um, who points out what is good for you and who tells you when you're off. He doesn't say it quite quite that way. He says, uh, keeps you from... Keeps you from wrongdoing, supports you in doing good, informs you of what you did not know, and points out the path to freedom. So a good friend 
is not just somebody who says, oh yes, everything you say is just wonderful and I, and I love it. A good friend, a wise, good spiritual friend, is someone who helps you wake up in a very kind, wise way that doesn't make you wrong, but is there to support you in your growth. <clears throat> and then there's the, the friend who uh, looks out for your welfare. And um, when you're about to go off, he comes, he brings you back. And one who um, says good things about you, not bad things, and when others say good, uh, good things... He says, yeah, or she says, yeah, right on. And when they criticize or put you down, they don't join in. So there, you can look in the Sigala Sutta and you can go through the whole discourse. But there is um, a quality of uh, integrity, of um, using the, uh, the precepts and, and virtue as a context for the friendship and in that, there is a, a kind of sensitivity that, um, that one knows how to communicate in a way that you feel safe around. You know, when somebody, if somebody says, mm, are you ready for some feedback? You, know, <laughs> you say, oh yeah, lay it on me. <laughs> Probably not. But if somebody says or communicates in some way, I really value our friendship and there's something that's, that's getting in the way that I, I don't want in the way because I so value our connection, you might be a little bit more interested in hearing what they have to say. And they might say, I, I want to be really sensitive about it and, and own my part. And when, when it feels right and you're open to it, I, I'd like to talk about it with you. You might be quite interested. Oh, they care about this enough that they, they're willing to take the risk and say what gets, what's in the way. So how you say something makes all the difference. And your intention behind saying it is it to... Make, to be right or control or to put the other, make the other person feel small or whatever, or is it because you really want greater communication? A good friend is somebody who you can share silence with. You know, you ever go in a car and you're riding along and you don't, you don't have to fill up the space with words? That's one of the things about sitting with people because um, you can share the silence and not just fill it up with, uh, with meaningless talk or gossip as often is the case and where you can just be yourself as was said before where there's a kind of safety in then being vulnerable and being real. You, you, ever, you ever see somebody who's trying to be impressive so that they can be a little bit more themselves? It's not very impressive, is it? And quite, quite the opposite. But when somebody is feeling okay enough or willing enough or so committed to the truth where they can 
just be themselves, warts and all, the heart goes out to them because their realness allows us to be real. So, as uh, being in a Kalyanamita group, as Elad was saying, creating a safe space is the bottom line place where there can f- be that refuge, where you can feel this is a real refuge. By the way, I'll, I'll just uh, uh, mention a, a couple of other things and I want you to do a reflection for yourself. Um, in, the, in the Seven Factors of Enlightenment, probably many of you are familiar with that, that list, there's, uh, in each of those factors, from uh, mindfulness and investigation and uh, effort and, and joy and calm and concentration and equanimity, there's only one common causative factor for the development of all of those. Each one has its own set of conditions that, that, de- that helps develop them. But the one common causative factor is being around others who exhibit that quality. So that's why the Buddha said in the, in the Mangala Sutta, the Blessing Sutta, Avoid the company of the foolish as best you can and keep the company of the wise. As you, Those are blessings in your life to have good friends in the, the Blessing Sutta. Now, I'd like you to just reflect for a moment and uh, you can put down your, your pens and uh, just close your eyes and think of a, think of a good spiritual friend. Maybe somebody who's been a good spiritual friend to you or a good friend that you've, that you've really benefited from. It can be a peer or it can be uh, a, a wise person who, who has been a support for you, maybe more of a benefactor. But just think of some, someone who you would consider a good spiritual friend. And maybe you don't even know them, but uh, you would you'd like to know them. But, uh, you know, if it's the Dalai Lama or somebody like that, you know, you probably won't have lunch in the next couple of days with them. But just if there's somebody in your life, then start with that. And as you think about this, this good spiritual friend, just get in touch. What qualities do they have that inspire you? And uh, how do you feel around them? How do you feel about yourself if you're around them or if you could be around them? And then lastly, what qualities do you have that can be a support for others and that perhaps make you a good spiritual friend? Or could make you a good spiritual friend?
Okay, and uh, now I uh, invite you actually to be in a triad. Sometimes it can be a little bit uh, uh, richer. Just a three, or if it's not, if the numbers don't work out, then it could be a dyad or or a foursome. But try uh, to meet in a group of three and and talk about the different qualities that inspire you about spiritual friendship. And if you want, you can relate to um, the qualities that you have to share as well. But just to, um, just to see what comes up from that, and then we'll, we'll check in. We'll, we'll spend maybe about oh, six or seven minutes on this. Okay. So turn to somebody. Raise your hand if, you, if you're looking for somebody to, to join. Anybody else? Here, somebody, they can use one more over here if there's a group of four. And anybody else? Anybody else who's looking for a, is there a group of two, is there a dyad? Oh, you're a dyad. Any other dyad? Then you can just be a dyad. Okay? Okay? You'll draw it out. Okay. Start finishing up and thank your your partners. Yeah, from Stardom. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, let's let's come on back because we have a few things and I want to hear from our from each other about the wisdom. Um, so um, I'm curious, what qualities, there's no one right answer, what qualities are, it's on, are, uh, do you find important for a spiritual friend? Why don't you get up, Ron, so you can... Yeah. Um, holding confidentiality mm. and kindness. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, and one of the things, actually, that, uh, I don't know if I read it, but in the Sigala Sutta, uh, maybe it did. Did I say a, a friend is someone who keeps your secrets? Yeah. Who keeps your secrets and shares their secrets with you. Um, confidentiality. That's what this is about. That's a big part of safety. So thank you. And kindness. Great. What are, what are the qualities? Marianne? Um, I was reflecting on a friend of mine that um, makes me a better person. Mm-hmm. So how she is always there and, and for me makes me want to be more, step myself up and be more there for her. Beautiful. Okay. And uh, as we're getting these comments, I'll just, uh, this can be my way of sharing with you what I think are key elements of Kalyanamita group that as a leader, as a facilitator, and even just as a a participating member, if everybody sees their uh, one prime function to bring out the best in everybody else, that's where the magic happens. Whether it's a Kalyanamita group or a, a, a champion sports team 
when everybody is bringing out the best in everybody else, there's a kind of alignment of energy and magic that happens where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So the friend who makes you the best that you can be, if everybody goes into a group with that clear um, perspective and attitude, oh, we're in this to bring out the best in everybody, ah, that's going to be creating a very safe environment. So thank you for that. Beautiful. What else? What qualities of spiritual friendship that hadn't been named? Yes, you. Oh, yeah. I'm inspired by my friend that's just devoted to his practice. He you know, reads the big books and um, does the deal. Mm-hmm. And it's encouraging to me. Okay, so another one. Your uh, one's commitment and dedication to practice, one's sincerity, that becomes contagious. If every, you know, it, and that's one of the things where I really encourage commitment to a group and not just a drop-in thing. Well, maybe I'll come, maybe I won't. If everybody is there saying, okay, when, we're, when we can, unless it's an emergency or something has come up or there's work taking us out of, out of town, we're there. Our own commitment up-levels everybody else's commitment. Everybody contributes to that. And your own sincerity of practice becomes your gift to the group. Thank you. Anything else? You got a... One of the things that I was reflecting on is when you have the opportunity to visit with someone who can listen profoundly or clearly listen... And there's, there's a level of, of intimacy and wisdom that's conveyed with just their presence of silence. Lovely. Being, uh, uh, that's where the, the true dimension of practice comes in, where you are present, not just with your own internal experience, where you're really present for each other. Then it draws something out of you. Uh, once heard this uh, really wonderful uh, nonviolent communication teacher, Mickey Cashton. She came and was teaching uh, the community Dharma leaders group uh, that I was, I was running. And she said, probably the most important um, aspect of nonviolent communication is not what you say, but how you listen. Mm-hmm. And what you hear as well. Because you can listen, but if you're listening either with judgment or with, um, with an assumption of, oh, this is where this person is coming from, then you're missing a, a, a true depth of a dimension of listening where you're listening and wanting to understand the other person's reality and not assuming that you know, oh, this is what empathy is about. This is what compassion is about. Oh, uh, that's what it feels like to be in that person's skin. And the way you listen can just elevate the whole group. So, 
Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that sounds to me like the presumption of authority rather than really recognizing and witnessing the authorship of the other person for their own life. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, there's a humility in that kind of listening where you don't know. You're just wanting to learn and understand. Okay, any, anything else? Any other qualities? Yeah, Ariana. Um, I have a friend who um, accepts me unconditionally and is very genuine and always in the present. It's my cat. (laughs) (laughs) And I was telling my group that in addition to those wonderful qualities, she'll sit on my chest and look at me, which always grounds me and brings me back. Yeah, lovely. It's a lifesaver. Yeah. Well, if you can be like your your cat, actually, I, I have this I have this pillow in in my house that, uh, that that my wife Jane brought me many years ago, and uh, uh, it, it's it'll be there till the end. It says, uh, "My goal in life is to try to be the person my dog thinks I am." Yeah. Because your dog isn't judging you, and it just brings out the best in you. You're not trying to impress your dog, are you? But you just, you're just yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so whatever qualities you admire and respect in others, embody them. The more you can embody them, they clearly resonate within you. They inspire you. You can be those qualities and even just taking that as a practice, as your gift to the group that you're in, it becomes a very rich experience. And I hope you, as you join or you're continuing with the group that you're in, you, you, can, you can explore uh, how to increase that sp- level of spiritual friendship in your group and realize that you have a huge impact on what you bring. Whether or not you talk a lot or you talk little, your presence, your kind, caring, interested presence, non-judging, loving awareness is going to be contagious. And if there's something that's getting in the way to be willing to take the risk in good um, uh, a good intention to say, I really value this group and this is something that I want us to explore that could make it even better, perhaps, because there's something that's getting a little in the way. People will say, thank you. Thank you for being so courageous and honest and skillful in your, in your speech. Not always, but... Most of the time. Okay, so I think I'll, yeah, I'll so, stop here. Just kind of following along, the, the next section, uh, Ghidra and Melanie are going to...